You're listening to the Parents Who Talk podcast. We're here to help you find commonality and community in parenthood. Now let's talk. All right, so let's backpedal a little bit into when we were talking about how I'm just in awe of your guys' ability to do the life that you have. But so the next question is, where do you find your sense of purpose? What is your why? Why do you continue to live the life that you live? I think for me, well, and specifically in regards to being like a um, working from home mother, um, I working has always just been so fulfilling to me and such a deep part of my identity. Um, my mom and dad owned a business and they were entrepreneurs and had a very successful business um, that they've sold, you know, when they were done with it or whatever, when they wanted to retire. But so my whole life I was raised with a working mother in the home. Um, and I think she set a great example for me. And, but also I think both of my parents and even my siblings, we just, have always been taught to work and to have a good work ethic and to do something right the first time, which I'm sure we've all heard. And I get so much joy and just, again, fulfillment to like, just to continue working. And that's something that like some people say, I couldn't imagine a day or I wouldn't be happy unless I worked out every day. like at the gym. And for me, it's, I wouldn't be happy unless I was working. Maybe not, it might not always be for, you know, for one company where I have, you know, a salary, but if, even if I were to discontinue the job that I have today, I would still find something that was just fulfilling, like a, maybe a hobby, but yeah, something for me. So, but working and having a job and especially making money, um, to me is very satisfying and encouraging. <laughs> and, you know, for a while there, I was the breadwinner and the provider for our family during medical yeah. school. So, so it was out of necessity. And then when it's like, when you realize that you can do it and you can still hold on to it and you have found other avenues and another job that would let, you know, let me continue doing that. It's, I, I just enjoy it. So I feel because I've been able to be a working mother. I'm also a happier person and a happier mother. Yeah. Yeah. So so you don't see it as like an extra thing. That's like a burden. It's like, it's what makes you a better mom. Enabling. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just, I'm not, so I'm the youngest of six kids. I had never really had young cousins that I was raised with. So like, me and children, I'm, I talk to Eleanor like she's a peer, which is unfortunate, <laughs> you know? Um, and I have you, to remember that she's You're underselling yourself. You're way better of a mom than you ever can. You ever oh, tell yes. people you are, but yes. No, but I mean, there's, you know, there's the, my friends that are, you know, teaching their kids their letters and their colors and they're playing with them like on their level and they're, doing activities with them and I'm just like that is just so not me um you know I'll sit here while you watch a show and you can come ask me a question if you want you know like um but that's the thing poor Eleanor she got the short end of the stick because at least Judah then had Eleanor to play with when he came along but um she only had me but I yeah I think 
I think this is, it, it just makes me a better mom because I feel, you know, I'm happy and then I can, I have kind of something to do while Eleanor's entertaining herself. <laughs> yeah. My mom was too. She loved working, but yeah. wanted a family too. And I don't think she wanted to compromise on either. You like had a good analogy too, where you're talking about exercise, like right. exercise can be for some people like if I don't exercise, then it affects negatively every other aspect of my life. So it's like, you think of it as this enhancement, this enabling power of if I don't do this, then I'm actually suffering everywhere else. It's not that by exercising, I'm sacrificing time with my kids. It's by exercising, I'm a better parent because I have more energy. I'm more positive. And so that thus I am a better parent for you. It seems like working does that. Like yeah. working helps me stay happy helps me stay motivated helps me stay positive and efficient and all those things my family so yeah no I think that's true I think it's very true and definitely really I just feel like I when I think of not having a job I'm just like I don't it feels like I just I would be missing something and even right now with the quarantine like the demands of my job have lessened incredibly and so I, I am finding that I have more time with my kids and where I'm getting on the ground with, you know, the twins and they'll crawl all over me and just fight over me and wrestle with each other and pull my hair and, you know, all that. And, and I'm enjoying it. I thoroughly am enjoying it. Um, you know, what, whatever comes, but yeah, I think still knowing that I have a job in the back of my mind is, is still satisfying. So I feel like at least mainly for moms, there's, I think there are a lot of moms out there that are like you that feel like working could be something that wouldn't be a sacrifice. It would actually make them as a mom, a better mom. Like it would make them a more empowered mom, a more positive mom, or a more mentally healthy, like it would be an enabling thing. Right. So to a mom who feels like they want to work, but feels for some reason, social or mental, like barriers or stigmas behind not doing it. If you could like talk to somebody who's feeling like they can't be that working mom, what would you tell them? I mean, I worked for a company one time and it, and we, and I mean, I think this is probably true within the tech field, but it's like, you know, uh, test fast, fail fast type of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so for me too, and especially now it's like, Hey, if it's not working, then it's not worth it. Um, so for someone that's willing to explore that and wanting to explore it, see if they can get into a situation where they can become a working mother. Um, again, the only way I've been successful with this is by having a strict routine that just, I mean, I know it sounds probably confining, but it's also liberating at the same time because we just yeah. know like it's it, what makes the world, it's what makes our world go around at least. So I think I would just tell that person to try something. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then there's no shame in that at all. Um, again, I feel like a unicorn because I just have grown into this, right? Like this and the job I have, I feel like is it's not out there for everyone. But the other thing I would say too, is try to fill your time maybe with a hobby um, and see if the time that you're dedicating to that hobby is really taking a toll or it's enabling you to be a better person, as you say. Mm -hmm. um, there was a brief time where I had some changes of employment and I, I wasn't making as much as I had been. And I was still 
um, Tommy wasn't getting his residency salary just yet. And so I had to be creative and I started networking with people and I found these companies and I'm just like, Hey, would you, do you need anyone to manage your social media? Yeah. And social media is hard. I mean, this was just making like a Facebook and this was an easy like gig. Their requirements were very manageable, but even their manageable requirements were still time consuming and still just like thinking of content is hard. Um, it wouldn't take me that much time a week, maybe two hours a week, but that's what I would maybe start you know, start with something small and see if it's even something that you like doing, you know, and the risk benefit, I guess, like for me, there was very little, you know, risk to putting myself out there. And then I was able to make, I think with that particular client, maybe $400 a month, but, Mm -hmm. and that was a small chunk, but think about it. That could either pay for for, hours a week. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. For two hours a week. So that's breaks down to $50 an hour, but I mean, and again, their requirements were very, very doable. Um, but like, that's the other thing I was, I was going to mention, like, you know, if this is something that someone's wanting to do, think of what your hobbies are and start networking with people um, and just putting it out there, even put a Facebook post or an Instagram story out saying, Hey, I'm looking for any sort of side business. Let me know if there's an, if you know of any opportunities mm-hmm. and you know, someone might be like, hey, we need someone to do this very, very part-time, very, very small thing. And we'll, we'd be willing to pay for it. Um, the other thing is to, my friend, she um, started kind of a lifestyle Instagram. She loves to cook and she's great at it. And she's, I don't think she makes any money with this, but I know she devotes a lot of time, um, you, you know, managing her account and kind of growing her brand and um, I know that again, she probably doesn't make money, but it's a good way to show yourself if you have the time to dedicate to something like this. And if you get joy, I think she personally gets joy because she's has, she's creating an outlet for something she loves. Yeah. So kind of testing know. the waters to see like, okay, could I potentially do this as a career or a job? And yeah. Yeah. I like the whole, like not necessarily doing it as like trying to go find a, an official job because there's just so much weighing on the other end, but more of like that you're kind of, like you said, testing out the concept of, do I have the desire? Do I have the time? Does it hurt me or does it help me? And if it doesn't, if it helps me, then consider the financial component, but in addition to not necessarily because of, yeah, unless contributing financially is the driving factor that you're wanting to do. But yeah, that's, super good advice but yeah like if you're wanting to just get out there just being you know seeing can I even handle this this is something that I feel like I can bring and invite into my life that I want to dedicate this time to okay how have you handled or not handled (laughs) (laughs) moving around so much um especially during residency I mean yes being I feel like there's this military wife thing I think being a residency wife should be its own thing yes and you have like so many badges of honor for that. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy is very lucky. You guys started out in Hawaii with school. I mean, did that. And did then, that and then going Arizona, California, like all these places and then adding kids. The constant uh, moving. The constant moving. How do you do it? <laughs> I think honestly it probably hasn't even 
been that challenging until your kids start school. And that's where we're at right now. So my oldest started, she completed kindergarten and first grade where we are now. And while we are um, making plans to move, I find it way more difficult this time around. But you know, being in Hawaii, that was so fun. It was, we were newlyweds and it was such an adventure. I lived there before. And Mm -hmm. that was like, you can only take what fits in a suitcase. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, moving our family to the Bay area from Arizona, that was more of a commitment and a bigger step in the dark of moving to a place we'd never really been before. And we actually didn't even get to go out and look at apartments. We just were able to sign a lease Uh, you know, sight unseen, this is what we show up to. But I really feel like we have always landed where we needed to. Um, And even, you know, when you move in, you, you just find little comforting things, I guess, Um, you know, little things that maybe remind you of home. I think more than anything, it gives you a really great opportunity to grow as an, as an individual, but then as a couple, and then even as a family, you know, like you have control of your own family unit for sure. But I think it's been such an adventure. I mean, we have made friends everywhere and we still have friends in all the places that we've lived. And I say that you can never truly know a place unless you've lived there. You could visit a million times, but you know, so those will always be fond of of the places that we've lived. We've also, we'll be visiting them again because of all the restaurants that we've, (laughs) you know, tried and loved along the way that we always talk about. We're still entering new territory though, as I said. And, And I will say this though, in the end of every chapter, if you will, as we're getting ready to move, you just always have a reason to be sad. You know, you always grow fond of where you are and then and then you just start the next chapter. Yeah. Well, I think we need to move to Kauai for three months. Okay. That's good. <laughs> <Just> mental health. <laughs> I've, I've been there adventure. 15 plus times, so I need to live there now. <laughs> you do. Probably not during like a tsunami season, though. That's my big my Oh, they're fine. Well, but you guys lived on Oahu. That seems a lot more manageable than living in Kauai. <laughs> like, oh, I would live on Kauai I know, if you told me tomorrow we were moving there. I, think, I feel like, like they have sweet, like, let's go. They have like three doctors, I feel like, in Kauai. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. You're up for it. Yeah, we'll be fine, I guess. That's so uh, great. Well. Okay. What is your greatest strength as a mother? And I know you've got tri- tons. Trick question. You oh, gosh. So... <laughs> so I mean, thank goodness that you sent these questions over ahead of time because <laughs> I mean, well, I'm going to follow it up with what you think your greatest weakness is too. So that way you can no. balance it. Just... <laughs> oh, um, I was thinking, I'm like, I think my greatest strength is just to remember what it was like to be a kid. And then like, because like I told you, I, I treat Eleanor like she's my peer. So if I can remember what it was like to be seven, and then like treat them like that. And what, what, like think, what would they be excited for? You know, if we're going to the store, what would they want? And kind of think like a kid. Um, I know that sounds like a very odd thing. I mean, this is like beyond, I'm not, see, I'm not very sympathetic if they get hurt. I, <laughs> if they get hurt, I'm like, oh, are you okay? But I mean, I love, I, I love, I love my children. Obviously that goes, that's number one, but just to like, know what makes them excited and what 
they're going to love. And also, I, I don't know, I love birthdays and love making them feel special. So I just feel like it would be anything that you, you know, would want as a child and what I probably never got <laughs> because my mom wasn't like a big celebrator. But, and you're number six. So Yeah, yeah I mean. exactly. So leftovers. But, um, but yeah, like, I think that's, that's the, at least it's the funnest part too of being a mom, but in, in a serious answer. And like we've talked about a million times, I think it's the structure that I provide. I, I feel like kids, even though again, the structure might feel like such a confining thing. I feel like as kids know what to expect, it's so much easier for them to cope with life. Um, yeah. And, and so it's like, we, by the way, too, when I was, you know, when I had the twins and they were newborns, it was, um, we would feed every three hours. And so I would say we live our life, you know, three hours at a time and we knew what was going to happen, you know, in the next three hours. And this is what we had to plan for. That's kind of what my life is like now. It's like, we live by, you know, nap schedules and lunchtime and playtime and going out riding our scooters at the end of the day and stuff. So I think as they kind of get used to that structure, they need it and they, they love you for it, even though they don't know that yet. Yeah. I just think it makes them feel safe. Yeah, totally. And you've got amazing kids who are super cute. You love them. They're so great. We miss them so much. We miss you guys so much. Every person we've ever talked to is like, like either feels nervous or they don't really want to do it, but you've done great. Yeah. You've done awesome. Oh, I don't have to like be drilled with questions either, especially ones about like being a mom and yeah, but no, so much. Yeah, this is so fun. This is amazing. You're amazing. Thank oh you. well, it's easy to talk to you guys. Thank you. I feel <laughs> hopefully there's something useful in there. So oh, yes, so, so much. So many golden nuggets for sure. Yes, it's like we're family. I feel like we can just connect on a familial <laughs> level. Like you've known me for like. You said you guys have been married for 11 years? I feel like it's been longer than that. I feel like it's been shorter than that. You've been married for 11 years? We've almost been married for six years. It's not even possible. It's it's 11, but it's 11 years in September. Because I'm like thinking if you do the math, I'm like, it's 2020 minus 2009. I'm like, what is that? That's crazy. Um, Tommy was over here when I was like 10 years. And then he's looking at me and I'm just like, like, are you sure? (laughs) I'm horrible. Because usually it's the wife that's like, don't you know how long? When is our anniversary? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, Tommy's like so good at remembering even like the, like, when we first like got together just right. in the first place of being like, you know, this is when we're dating officially. <laughs> well, I so. still remember the first time meeting you, you were at the house making brownies and I thought you were Brittany's friend. <laughs> Dude. I know. No, your mom. That's the funny thing. We were out front and Tommy would not take me inside and your mom who cooked brownies, I swear for the Sunday treat. And then she's like, Oh, do you want to cut into these? And I was like, no, like, <laughs> if they're for your dessert tomorrow, like no way. And, but I think she's like, Tommy Come has in, a girl over here. I know. Tommy has a girl. We have brownies. Like, come in, eat the brownies, please. <laughs> so, so oh, that well, is thanks so, again. I yeah. Oh, no. no, after a long day of being a boss mom, I'm sure this is the last thing I do. <laughs> Not even. For- no, thanks for thinking of me. Good luck. I hope you guys. This is so fun. Fun little yeah. project for you guys. It's been fun. This has been Megan's outlet. So, yeah, when you were talking about that 
I was like, oh my gosh, you're talking to me. Like, I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, so that's what I know was so crazy, but I started, this was after I had Judah, but I started that um, Instagram account of like hiring or like highlighting. Female mom. Yeah. And I was just like, because I love it. I wish I had more time to dedicate to something like that because but I don't. And it was just, it's so, you know how hard it is to come up with stuff like content. It's just, it's like people think social media and stuff like that's easy, but it takes a lot of time. Seriously. And you're always like trying to be like novel and like, and clever. I feel like I'm always one step behind (laughs) everyone else. Oh, Oh, it's just, but it's exhausting. So no, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you found something and just yeah. keep working at it as long as I feel like that's the thing as long as you're finding joy in it it's been a, like a, week, it's been a so. cool opportunity to just like talk to different people and like I've known you for apparently 11 years now right? <laughs> yes. but I feel like there's yes. things that I've learned that I didn't really know or perspectives that I gained from even like a family member but talking to other people they don't know it's been yeah. that's what I like oh, about it is it's yeah. like we're such big podcast listeners like it doesn't Oh, well, I mean, I think podcasts in general, they just, they kind of enlighten you like unexpectedly because you're like, oh, this sounds interesting. And then you like come out knowing more about the, you know, space or like weird, like business things or something. Yeah, like, yeah like I listened to that Monica Lewinsky one with Dak Shepard. Okay. It, do you know the armchair expert one with Dak Shepard? Yeah, no, I know that. I, I have never listened to it, but I know which one. So he interviewed Monica Lewinsky, like she actually came on it and I was like every other I think person who's my age about her is like, oh, that whole, oh, that's how, that's funny. The whole thing that happened to her, blah, blah, blah. You like picture in this, in this way. And after listening to her, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to make a joke. Never going to deal with anybody else making a joke. When you like, you experience yeah. her story from her, you're like, yeah. holy smokes. So that was a. Yeah. There's just so many cool Cool stories to be stories told. and business things and so, uh, stories now been told yes <laughs> oh please i'm like and erase it people will hear it and hey. many more to come no i think keep going you guys you're awesome thanks for listening to the parents who talk podcast if you like what you've heard please leave us a review and share the love Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Parents Who Talk and join our exclusive Facebook group, The Parents Who Talk Podcast. Remember to be yourself and do your best.